Well, Miracles of Life, who'll ever forget her winning the Blue Diamond for Daniel Clark and Elby McGillray some seasons ago in Lawrence Diakovich. This is a fairy tale story, in my opinion, this Saripa story. Running as one of the favourites here, race nine, the Oakley Plate on the weekend. And Lawrence Diakovich, who wrote Miracles of Life, of course, is involved with Shane and Cassie Oxlade and often gives this horse some special treats. Sharipa. Craig knew it. He's won two Oakley Plates before, one of them Snitzel and the other one on Lankin Rupee. This horse is hard to knock in regards to his form. And uh, Shane Oxlade joins us. Good morning, Shane. How are you, Steve? Good. How are the nerves for you heading into this Group 1 where he looks at a definite winning chance, Sharipa? Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, get to Saturday might be a bit different, but um, just at present, it's, it's all pretty good, pretty settled here, so um, we just head over and, and hope for the best. When do you leave? Uh, the horses will leave tonight. Um, Stripper and Q-Man and Cassie and Lauren are both going over with them, and I'll just fly over Saturday morning. Just take me back again to the sale and how you became involved with this horse. Of course, there is a gentleman involved, uh, one of the part owners. His name is Sharipa as well, and he cost $70,000, didn't he? Yeah, we bought him in the Adelaide sale and sort of picked out eight or ten between us that we liked, and and he was the one we, we finished up with at the time and and um, had him at home, and we called him Frank. That's Frank Sharipa's first name. We called him Frank as a stable name, and, and then I just... Thought longer at him. I just thought Shripper suited him as a name, so I threw that in the hat when he when he got named, and that's what we finished up with. Gets me every time when I enter his name into the computer to try and get his form. I stuff it up every <laughs> single time. Yeah, well, <laughs> it get uh, pretty used of it now, but it used to be a bit tough once. <laughs> and how did you meet uh, Mr. Shripper or Frank? Well, we worked at Etsy together back in Port Augusta. I'd done an apprenticeship there as a boiler maker and. Like seventy nine, I left there in ninety four, and Frank um, done an apprenticeship as a as an electrician. He was a couple of years behind me, and um, my father was there working in the electrical shop, so he sort of got mixed up with dad and horses, and and so I've sort of been with Frank or been with each other like for a good while. Did you start out as a hobby trainer, Shane? Yeah, dad always had horses. Um, he only ever read like four or five in work he, he was a butcher and worked on the wharf at different times and I finished up at Etzer in his later years as a trades assistant but he always had horses and so obviously we finished up in them and my older brother Daryl he trains and Mark and we were sort of with dad for a good while and I think it was about nine, early 90s I ended up going out by myself but I left Etzer in 94 and pretty much since I've left Etzer all I've done is, is the horses but a couple other Jobs on the side. The, the bloke that taught me me trade as a baller maker is the, at the TAFE. Rung me up when I left Etch and said, Do you want to do a bit of part time teaching? So I'd done a little bit of that while I was doing the horses when I was in Port Augusta, but shifted here in 2005 and pretty much all I've done, well, it's all I've done since I've been here, obviously, is the horses. Shane, prior to Sharipa and Q Man coming along, your two reps here in the Oakley Plate, what were some of your other good horses along the way? Remember? Yeah, one more, Jack. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. Um, foolish lad. We bought him as a tried horse for $1,200 after he got beaten a, in a maiden at a non TAB meet, and he ended up winning 12 or 13, run, uh, won a Strath Cup and a Onka Prinka Cup, and the last Port Adelaide Cup uh, Group 3 or listed race at, at Cheltenham. He ended up winning quite a few, and it's been a battle. One to Matrice in town, um, East Nos Fury. I paid 15000 for him and won 13 with him, I think, 12 or 13. Like, I've been lucky, Steve, since I've been here. I've generally had a horse in the yard that can, 
can win me a, a race in town. So I've been pretty lucky. Yeah. So what do you do with some of these horses? How do you rejuvenate them, Shane? Oh, I don't know. I don't try and change much to what I do. I'm pretty stuck in my ways, I guess. Um, and it's just what you're brought up to do. And every, I don't think there's any rules in racing, to be honest. Everyone does it different. And do you work them hard? Do you soft on them? Do you feed, you know? Uh, I I feed big. I think I feed big. I always did, but I like to work my horses. But I don't think I work them hard. But I like to work them. I work them every day. I don't, you know, like that's the way I was brought up. Like they do have Sundays off these days. But um, back at Port Augusta when I was there with Dad, we never used to get days off. It was, I was there to be worked, and we worked, and it's just what you're brought up to do and how you're brought up to do it, I guess. And as I said, I'm pretty stuck. In. I find it hard to change, Steve. Can you pour the work into this horse, Sharipa? I don't have to. He's really clean winded. He's a really good eater, big eater. Um, but he's not a gross horse. He never gets big and, and fat or anything like that. He he's really athletic horse and I don't do any more with him and I probably don't gallop him as much as I gallop some of the others and I'm not that I gallop all my horses hard, but they, they do do their work. And of course he loves these these gaps between runs. Of course he was a gap into the Christmas stakes, wasn't he, when he won that at Caulfield on Boxing Day and of course a gap between, you know, his previous run at Flemington into this race and a nice trial in between. Yeah, it um like with the trouble in between it's sort of you know, how much do you give him, how far you know, how many runs you give him where you're going and I just didn't really need to be going back to the races anywhere between the standish and, and um Saturday and he came home and had eight days in the paddock and came back and poked around and had a nice trial in town. He was really, really good that day. Pulled up, put out a little blow, as you'd expect, but nothing over the top. And done a bit of work here Saturday morning. And that's pretty pretty much as far as the galloping's gone. Um, he just does his normal work in between. Um, yeah, just poke around here at the track. I don't, I don't change much with him. He just had some traits that you just had to sort out early days? Or was that just giving him time? You know, things like just wanting to hang in a bit and over-race and so on? Yeah, over race part was sort of a race day thing. Like he, you could ride him off another horse in his work, and he was always fine. And just sort of end up lobbing in front in in two year old races with no speed over here. And it wasn't how he he was ridden, or it's just where he finished up. And he just got to be want to be that way. And it's not how I wanted him to race. And he had that habit of getting in. And we made a few changes, different bridles and bits and whatever at the time. And, Sort of got him to where he is now, and he's, he's pretty straight. And I think Roggy sort of helps him with that stick in the left hand, keeps him straight. And but he never really had any issues. It was as him doing bad traits or anything like that. It was just that he ended up in front. I don't really think it suited him, and he's better ridden off the speed. And I think he's showing that. Some of these, like that Caulfield run two ago, you mentioned with Craig Newitt on, he wasn't the best away at the start. And I know in his recent trial, he, he wasn't the best away. Sometimes we see that with him. But what happened at Caulfield in that really fast run race on a boxing day at the start? Yeah, no, he just doesn't. Sometimes he doesn't begin great. Craig said he's, he said it's almost at a stage I'd tell you to put an extension on the gate. He said he, you know, he's a big, long horse. He hadn't got a lot of room in there. Um, so it may be something to look at. I sort of haven't gone on with it. And he said, you know, like, I said, wouldn't worry too much about it. He's winning. He said, but it's, you know, it's probably worth a thought. He just, he's a big horse. But other times he begins fine. But he's always been one to, to just maybe not step as clean as you would like. And when he'd done it at Caulfield that day, I thought, oh, we might be in trouble here. But he, I guess he was lucky enough to speed around. He went forward and he ended up with a really nice run up behind him. So 
Um, it worked out okay, but it's never great to be given a start. Yeah, that was about an eighth length faster than the benchmark, that race. Uh, his sectional was the quickest too, I noticed. 11.08 between the, the 400 and the 200 that day. Yeah, yeah. no, he's got a good turn of foot. He done that in town. I think um, the last one he ran in Adelaide, he got home in 32, something, you know, like he was really good that day. If he gets the right run and gets that little bit of cover, then he's got a really good turn of foot. And last start probably of, doesn't look yeah. probably doesn't look at sometimes either, Steve, because he's he's just got that big stride and he just extends. It's just not that automatic turn of foot and we've gone. It's it just builds, but it, it just big stride and extends, you know. So it, it's really good. Yeah, you talk about Craig Newitt with the whip in the left hand. He's normally sometimes aggressive. Sometimes he gets he used to get fined a lot, but he didn't even have to touch him really with the whip last start in the stand. He's just flicked him down the neck a bit, didn't he? Yeah, you know, he give him one. I think if you watch the head on, he, he sort of give him one and that was it. He pretty much just shook him up and. He said after, he said he was travelling that well at the 400. He said, I just really had to, to get going. It was probably a bit earlier than I would have liked. He said, but I give him a chance to see that he'd run a good 1,200 and obviously done it on his ear. So um, he was really good and, and got through the run really good. And, of course, you've got to feel sorry for Kayla Crowther. Uh, she made a decision to stay in SA, thus Craig getting on her. But obviously she's a team player. She rode the horse in that recent trial. Yeah, I've seen her at Strath a couple of days before and, just said I might need you next week to try that awesome town, and I said, you know, unless you got something else, mate, you know, like I understand if you got something in your riding. She said, no, he's going to ride it if I don't. And I said, I don't know, I'm sure someone will. And she said, no, nah, I'm riding it. You know, that's fine. I said, so that, which is good. You know, like the, I'm sure the opportunity somewhere along the line will come back for her to ride him again. You know. How do you feel about gate 13 and the 55 here in the Oakley Plate? 13, I can't do much about. Steve, you give me choice, I probably wouldn't have picked it. Um, but late in the day, I think if you can get three deep with cover, it may not be all that bad. Um, that's Craig's problem, I guess. I can't change, can't change much of it. Um, probably would have liked to have been in a couple more, but there's obviously all the genuine speeds inside of him with him drawn out there, and it's probably enough going forward. You, you ounce of luck, he just lobs in a nice place beyond with cover, and and got the one corner it gives him an opportunity to get to clear air, I suppose, when he wants to get going. So. Um, the 55, uh, I think they originally told me probably get 53, but there's no genuine top weight in it. You know, I think they rate the group ones off about 114, 115 rating. And obviously the highest rating there outside of the Thor of being a filly is... Um, Carlos. Yeah, Carlos, you know. So obviously it compressed their all weights a bit, but um, look, he's a big horse. He, he'll carry the weight. That, that's not an issue. I don't think it's an issue. He'll turn up there in really good form and... And answer luck, um, he's not going to be very far away. All right, well, he normally does. Great story so far, and there's more to come. What do you do after this if he runs well? I haven't made up my mind. I haven't got any set plans with him. Um, if he went there and won and, and pulled up well, then obviously he's got a new market fortnight later. Um, I've had a little bit of interest from one of the slot holders with the Quokka. Um, not really sure that it falls when I want it to with the carnival at home a little bit after that. So I'll get through Saturday. If he pulls up fine, comes home, then he may well go back to the new market. And then if he does that, then he'll just have a break and, and go to the Goodwood at home. Mm. Sort of, He's probably done enough by then and, and gives him time to have half a reasonable break to go to the Goodwood. Is he the best horse in the state right now? We talked about this last time. Dallas Sands retired, Geechar retired, Behemoth retired. Is he the best in the state right now? 
the highest rated oh, in the state? Yeah, maybe? I guess you'd have to be probably the highest rated at 102. I, I, you know, like it's certainly a, a good argument to say that he is, isn't it? You know, yeah. like, I guess other people can make that decision and, and whatever, but um, on his rate and, and on his form, I, uh, you'd be hard pressed to probably say that he's not. Well, this horse Cumin, look at his record. He's eight eight wins from twenty starts. He's down low at the weights. He's drawn well. Harry Coffey, what are you thinking here, Cumin? Oh, I think he just gets a box seat run from there. He he is a horse that can lead, but I prefer him with a sit. Um, the speed you would say he's going to come across. You got some hypothetic from the spore and and whatever. And he's another one that doesn't ever step great. But I think that'll be a Probably an asset to him Saturday, Steve. I think that obviously there's going to be others that look to go forward and he should just really get the box seat run. And we've seen the other day when he came off their back, he had a good turn of foot and, and he was impressive the other day, that horse. He, he was really good. So I think he's a real, real lightweight chance in the race. And I spoke to David Jolly about it a little while ago and he said to me, you know, he said, that horse would be a mad chance in the Oakley Plate. Saying like it's been a handicap race, you get in on the minimum, you know, and... He's gone over there and won, so I certainly don't think he's out of it. Yeah, well, looked at, I looked at the sectionals with him too. Like he, There was only two horses in that race last start that broke 33. He was one of them, 32.95. Mm. The other was Sweet Rider around third, 32.86. So he was very good. It was ugly early, though, wasn't it? But he ended up in the carry, got him into a lovely spot just off the back of the speed, or wide with cover behind Najem Sahail. Yeah, I did say to him, he... Um if you get the back of something, he'll drop the bridle. If um, he gets exposed, he can get pulling. And he's one of those that if he looks to start chugging up and you sit against him, then he wants to, to pull a bit harder. Probably race a little bit different. They're a bit more genuine speed than here in Adelaide. They sort of look to run along a bit. And he um, was happy to come back and end up with a really nice run behind Najam Sahail. And I thought he looked the winner at the top of the straight. Harry said after, he said, I, I give him a squeeze at the 600. Not knowing him, of course, just to... He said to see what was there. He said, as soon as I give him a squeeze straight away, he said he, he was there. And he said, I thought, I can sit here a bit longer. He's going all right, this horse, you know. So uh, once they straightened up and he shook him up, I, he's always going to get over the top of him. And he was really good. He First trip away, he copped it really good. And I actually think it's done him good. He's, he's probably got a better frame of mind than he had before he went because he can be a, a rude bugger, you know. So he's, he's been really good. Oh, man, that's number 13. And Lawrence Diakovich, does she ride this horse work? Um, Sharipa? Um, and she... Oh, she rides, yeah, she rides Sharipa pretty much every day. Um, only if she's not here, which is very rare. And um, Yeah, she rides Q-Man probably 50% of the time, Potter or Rider or whoever is here. But um, she's been riding him a fair bit because I haven't had a lot in work. The numbers have been down a bit with a few babies turning over and sort of get here pretty much the first one here in the mornings and get them worked. And so she's been riding him and... Um, Lauren will actually be there Saturday, which is good. Blue Diamond yeah. Day, and she'll be there with horses, so that'll be good. Fantastic, um, yeah. Yeah. She's a lovely girl. She was telling us that the smoochies give the treats to the horses. She did, still doing that with carrots and smoochies? Yeah, she's around there now giving them carrots and smoochies. So <laughs> there's um, a couple of owners, and Terry McCauliffe and that are here this morning doing a bit of story on them, and so they're around there spoiling them at present. So. Yeah, I'm just looking up. You can buy them at High Gain, smoochies in a bucket for 103 bucks 60 That'd be a lot in there, I reckon. Yeah, well, she comes in with this little bag every day, and I actually looked at the the price of them when I went to Horseland one day, and I 
said to her, I hope you're not buying them by the bag. She said, no, no, I'll buy them by the bucket and just keep filling the same bag up. Oh, bloody early dear enough to be buying. Yeah. But anyway, Four kilos, 103 bucks. You know what it says on the ad here that I'm looking at? It says, fussy eaters, old timers and sporting athletes from all over the country helped us refine smoochies to make your horse's taste buds party. <laughs> yeah, no, well, they all love them anyway. No I might buy a box of them myself. No, Lauren reckons they taste terrible. But oh, do they? Like them, so oh, she's, yeah. she's tried them, has she? Fair she enough. She's tried them, yeah. She said, oh, I'll try them to see what all the fuss was about, but they're not good. Yeah. So. Look, this is a great effort by yourself. Not a big stable. Yourself and Cassie and all the team, Lauren, with two runners in, in a very prestigious sprint race in Melbourne, the Oakley Plate. Good luck on the weekend, Shane. Thanks, Steve. Shane Oxlade telling us about Tecuman, number 13, a $15 chance, Harry Coffey, and, of course, Sharipa, um, number four, eight fifty and a $3.